DiscerningHearts.com presents Beginning to Pray with Dr. Anthony Lillis. Dr. Lillis is a professor of spiritual theology at St. John Vianney Theological Seminary in Denver, Colorado. He's a graduate of the Pontifical University of St. Thomas Aquinas in Rome. He specializes in the wisdom of the saints and the mystics of the church. He is also the author of Hidden Mountain, Secret Garden, a theological contemplation of prayer. In this episode, we examine the life of St. Catherine of Siena. Pope Benedict XVI has said that Catherine still today speaks to us and impels us to walk courageously toward holiness, to be ever more fully disciples of the Lord. Beginning to Pray with Dr. Anthony Lillis, I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Anthony, thank you so much for joining me. It's wonderful to be with you, Chris. This is a very, very special offering that you're presenting to all of us in exploring the lives of some incredible people who have been on that journey, that conversion and transformation. Yes. We're looking at the mystery of faith from the wisdom of the saints and mystics. Why would this be important? Why should we be studying the lives of these mystics? Because isn't their experience in prayer unique to them alone? Well, some of their experiences are unique to them alone, just like some of our experiences are unique to us alone. God has a unique um, gift of prayer that he gives each person. But there are also a lot of common things, too. And their wisdom is part of the universal patrimony of the church. That's why in this particular list, I singled out many of the doctors of the church who had teachings on prayer. And so now, why is prayer important for understanding the faith. And today there's a lot of work being done with people who uh, try to do apologetics and explain to us why we need to believe God, uh, believe that he exists. And this is a very important conversation, but it's not the whole conversation about our faith. And there's also incredible conversations going on today that a lot of people are doing on catechesis. They're talking about the truths of the faith and why we believe what we believe and why we believe what we believe. And, and so you have the content of the faith you have and what it means to be a good Catholic living out the content of the faith. Well, that's important, but that's not the whole mystery of faith either. There's a third component to faith. So we, we talk about faith being believing in God, believing what God says, that's the content. But there's a third dimension, and this is the dimension that the wisdom of the saints can teach us uh, if we study their teachings on prayer and spirituality. And that is, we believe not only that God exists, and we believe not only what he says, but we also believe for the sake of union with God. We believe for God's sake. In other words, we believe what we believe because we love God and we want friendship with him. And it's this third aspect of faith that the saints in particular have to teach us. If I could, Anthony, where would the process of discernment fit into this prayer, knowing that what we're experiencing in this communication, this this exchange with God, that we are indeed hearing his voice. Well, that's the, the thing. We'll actually, as this series proceeds, we're going to explore the thought of uh, John of Avila, for example. John of Avila says, 
at the beginning of the spiritual life, the most important thing is to learn to listen to God. And before you can listen to God, though, you have to be able to recognize that there are other languages speaking to you, uh, languages of the world, languages of the flesh, and languages of the evil one. And as long as we're tuned into those languages and listening to them, we're not free to listen to God. And so part of discernment is recognizing who's speaking to us in our hearts or what voices we're letting into our hearts. And this is where the writings not only of John of Avila, but great thinkers like St. Benedict and St. Bernard and St. Hildegard of Bingen and St. Catherine of Siena, Teresa of Avila and John of the Cross, Therese of Lisieux, uh, Sister Faustina Kowalska, and Blessed John Paul II, they have a living wisdom that helps us recognize the voice of God in our hearts. I, I know some people say, I, I never hear God speak to me. And I, I realize that sometimes there can be an expectation that somehow he speaks with these kind of distinct English words, the ideas that we're mechanically going to respond to those words. But, but actually God's language in the soul is much deeper and richer and more beautiful. And we need the help of those who've gone before us in the faith to be able to discern that voice and recognize how to respond to it. These spiritual masters, starting with St. Benedict and St. Bernard, these spiritual masters knew that voice because they spent time with it and they were completely obedient to it. And the word obedience is important because obedience means to let into your heart, to respond, to welcome the word of God into your heart. So it becomes the animating principle of your life. It's with an eye to help people discern that voice so they can let that voice into their heart and renounce all the others that we're doing this series. How wonderful that we do have this series, and in particular to learn how to do that listening, because it, in the Synod on the New Evangelization that occurred in October of 2012, so many people thought that the whole goal of the New Evangelization would be more media, that we, there needs to be more radio, television, internet, that it's what we do. And what the, the big message out of the Synod Fathers was that the church doesn't necessarily need to do more. What the church needs to be is a listening church. The word listen was oh, the word beautiful. that came... Th crying out at the very end after everybody had done their talking. Now, it, then it became, we need to learn how to listen. Well, I, I think that's a beautiful reflection and important for us. I think one of the reasons why we as Americans have a, such a hard time having confidence in our faith and what our faith teaches is because we don't listen enough or we're listening to the wrong things. As Americans, we need to learn a certain amount of renunciation, uh, not only of kind of inordinate activities that aren't really building us up or anything like that, but also what we're listening to, what letting into our hearts. The way we are wired as human beings is that we're always listening. We're always obedient. We can be obedient to God or we can be obedient to other things, but we're being obedient to something. And the wisdom of the saints is to show us how to make space in our lives so that we can listen and obey God. And I love what happened at that synod because that means that kind of confirms this what we're about in this little series on the saints. Listening to God 
is the new evangelization. As we help people, our job is to help people listen to him. And our efforts in the new evangelization then need to be proportionate to that end. So if the end is to help people listen, we too need to be listening to God as we go through the series. We'll return to Beginning to Pray with Dr. Anthony Lillis in just a moment. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. From a letter from St. Paul to the Ephesians, chapter 6. Be strengthened in the Lord in the might of his power. Put on the armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and the powers, against the world rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness on high. Therefore, take up the armor of God so that you may be able to resist the evil every day and stand in all things perfect. Stand, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of justice and having your feet shod with the readiness of the gospel of peace, in all things taking up the shield of faith with which you may be able to quench all fiery darts of the most wicked one. And take for yourself the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit that is the Word of God. With all prayer and supplication, pray at all times in the Spirit, and be vigilant in all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to Beginning to Pray with Dr. Anthony Lewis. And how wonderful that you would begin this by going to the one who talked so much about listening. As a matter of fact, part of the holy rule of this wonderful saint is that it calls you first to listen. 
Yes, the rule of St. Benedict actually begins, I believe, with the words, listen, O my son, to a master's instruction. The word to listen is related not just, well, it's related to obedience, obidare. This isn't like an external observance of rituals, although one finds in the rule of St. Benedict many external things that you're expected to do as as part of your way of life. So it's not like you neglect the external. It's just that the external, it doesn't exhaust what our obedience is all about. Our obedience is an obedience of of the heart, uh, an obedience that attends to God, that welcomes God, that is ready for God in all things. And all the external parts of the rule are ordered so that we can have that listening of the heart so that we can always be ready to welcome the word who speaks to us in many and beautiful ways if we make space for him in our lives. And with this, then, there are kind of four concepts that Benedict teaches so that we learn how to listen to God. And in the series as it moves forward, develop these different concepts as we find them in the writings of different saints and mystics. And so let let me give these four to you. You can actually find all four referred to in paragraph 58 of the Rule of St. Benedict, How to Receive New Monks. And as you read there, you will find these ideas referred to. They're not referred to in kind of an outline fashion, you know, A, B, C, and D. You kind of got to carefully read the text to find these phrases, but they're there nonetheless, especially when referred to the Latin, so that if you want to find these yourself, you can look through. But the first concept that kind of goes with listening to God or obedience, in order to be obedient, you need to be searching for God. You're heart needs to be looking for him. You want to find him. And the rule of St. Benedict, the whole rule, is written for those who are on a search for God. And so in Latin, we call that querere deum, the search for God, querere deum. We're going to see that each of the saints and mystics we look for, the search for God is deep and alive in their life of faith. They're, again, that third part of faith, that part which seeks friendship with God, this is what's more motivating and driving them. And it's in as they pursue this in their lives, this is what their wisdom comes out of. And the, the second concept that is very, very important, uh, in order to search for God, you need to be able to listen to him, listening to God, in particular, has a certain mode in the Christian tradition, and we call it Lexio Divina. You've heard of Lexio Divina, haven't you, Chris? I've heard it referred to as just kind of chewing or enumerating on the word. Oh, that's very good. That's that's a, a beautiful way to look at it. You you'll actually find that in Psalm one uh, in the first couple of verses. There, you'll see that the just man is the man who gnaws on, or they say in English murmurs, but the actual Hebrew is gnaws on the law of the Lord day and night. And so uh, that Lexio Divina predates St. Benedict. It's something that the early Christians, it's an approach to scripture that the early Christians had, where they read and reread and reread and reread again. Uh, Today, a lot of people refer to Lexio Divina as a technique for contemplation. While it's true that uh, there are thinkers in our tradition who approach it as a kind of technique, I'm thinking right now of uh, Guigo the Carthusian uh, wrote The Ladder of Contemplation, and in it he explains 
Lexio Divina has a technique for entering into contemplative prayer, the kind of prayer where we behold God with the eye of our heart and we attend to him with the ears of our hearts. Uh, while he does write that, he's writing out of a tradition that doesn't see Lexio Divina principally as a technique, but has a whole way of life. It's a way of life in which we're listening to the word, the word who is communicated to us not only through the beauty of sacred scripture itself, but also through the first word that has ever been spoken to us, the word of creation, and then the word revealed to us in Christ, which remains with us, the, the word that we have communion with, that we eat when we go to Mass. We consume Jesus, the word in the Holy Eucharist, and that word is transformative. And so this Lexio Divina, the sacred reading, is an attending to over and over, a meditation of the heart over and over on what God has disclosed about himself. And this requires a whole way of life ordered to this. And so St. Benedict will, will say that the brothers need to have the rule read to them over and over and over again. They need to Im involve themselves in this Lexio Divina so that they can receive the word into their heart. You might ask, Oh, what, where is he leading them to? And mm -hmm. what he wants them to do so that they can find God, they're on a search for God, and they're studying the word, and so that they can be able to be faithful to the word, you might ask yourself, and you asked this earlier, how do you know that you've actually received the word in your heart? How do you know that the word that, the word that you have received into your heart is actually from God? And this is, again, the wisdom of the saints help us see it. How do we know their wisdom will help us see it because they lived converted lives. And those who engage in Lexio Divina in their search for God and live a life kind of ordered around that, they too will live a conversion of life. And so the next concept is conversatio morum. And it's actually a vow that the Benedictines would make. So before the vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience, there was this vow, uh, they, they vowed stability, they vowed obedience, but they also vowed con uh, conversatio morum. And that gets translated as conversion of life, but it actually means more. Conversatio is a lot like our word conversation, isn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so conversatio morum, morum means one's whole way of life, one's whole manner of living. And see, as you engage in Alexio Divina, a sacred reading of the Word of God, as you search for God through the ways he's communicating to you, as you make space in your life for that purpose, one of the things that begins to happen is the gospel of Christ begins to challenge you in all aspects of your living. Because the gospel is so powerful, it always elicits a deeper and deeper conversion. When we're not converting, when we're stagnating, it means that we're not really engaged in Alexia, we're not really studying the word, we're not opening our heart to the word of God. And if we don't do that, we can't find God. The Benedictines would make a vow of conversion because they wanted to put their whole life in conversation with the gospel of Christ so that everything in their life was submitted to him. Every thought, every imagination, every feeling, every passion, every habit, Every aspect of their life would belong to Christ. And that's what conversatio morum meant. Anthony, it's so different than how we experience the word today for many of us, because it kind of demands that in that chewing, that remunerating, that really getting in, into the word of God, that you 
pause and you sit with it. You're not rushing through chapter over chapter over chapter, but you actually, you read and then you stay with something. You read it once. And for many people, when they enter into that, their first reaction is, do I really have to visit this three times because I've gotten it already? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but then when you when you're forced to do the discipline as you almost always have a different realization by that third reading. Mm, very good. But there but we're not trained for that kind of deep listening that that obedience to the word, are we? No, and and that's one of the reasons we're not really trained for it is you know, our lives are so cluttered with so many other things that distract us all the time. And the kind of reading that you're talking about, reading with attentiveness of the heart, means that we we need to make space for longer times of prayer in, in our lives. And this is what Benedict is trying to impress on us as we, especially as we look at this paragraph 58, you know, we want to form young men who are going to be Benedictines. We want to form them so that they learn to put their whole lives in conversation with the gospel, which means they need to settle down and welcome the word by reading and rereading and rereading and seeking God's will in the passage and letting that word penetrate into the depths of their heart. So so we're talking about something that takes time. And Anthony, isn't it true too? It's almost tuning to the ears of your heart because even in the time of St. Benedict, it wouldn't necessarily be that everybody had the word in front of them on a piece of paper, that they actually had to listen to the word proclaimed if they were in that that group in the community and the, they would read it, then they would read it again because it's almost like you had to close your eyes and you had to listen deeply and to see what took plan in your heart. And, I, you know, that's something that we're not used to doing, I don't think. I know some people do this today, and I highly recommend it, but the the early Benedictines, like many of the other ascetics and uh, monks of the time, they would actually memorize whole all the Psalms because there weren't a lot of books. Their ears would become attuned to the Psalms, and, and as you memorize a Psalm, if you're not having to read it every time you approach it, you're able to pray it from your heart better because it's actually begun to enter into your heart. We have that expression to memorize by heart means you let those words into your heart so that you will never forget them. You've made a a very beautiful point, right? Again, Lexio Divina is actually a kind of listening. It's very related to that obedience uh, that we first began our conversation with. It's not simply the mechanical act of reading the scriptures and then going over to the commentaries and letting commentators tell us what the word means. That's an important thing to do, but that's not really, that's just the beginning of Lexio Divina. Lexio Divina is about letting the word enter into our heart so that we can enter into conversation with it with our whole lives. And it's painful. It's painful. But you, but it's also so fruitful because you start experiencing the fruits of joy and peace and uh, self-control the more that word enters into the depths of who you are. The future conversations that we're going to be having about all the different saints that will take us deeper into that prayer, that being able to listen, that training into that deep listening is a thread or a string that runs through all of their experiences. 
I think that's one of the things we, we hope to be able to, to uh, show as we move forward. The ultimate fruit of that kind of listening where you let, let the word into the depths of your heart is what St. Benedict uh, will refer to just very briefly in that paragraph 58, but it comes back in other literature from around that same time. He calls it abitare secum. Secum means uh, oneself, and abitare means to live. And so being able to live with yourself, one of the great spiritual diseases of our time is that people can't live with themselves. And so they always have the media going. They're always just uh, engaged in distracting activities. They're not at home with themselves. They're not at peace with themselves. And so they're always trying to, in a certain way, escape themselves. And, and when you're in that place, you are very, very vulnerable to engage in extremely destructive behaviors, behaviors that can destroy your whole life. And it's precisely to rescue us from this peril that Christ came to reveal the Father to us. Christ Jesus is the word of the Father. And when we, who knocks on the door of our hearts, and when we let him into our hearts, our hearts are cluttered and filthy and way too small for him. But he is so powerful. When we let him into our hearts, he purifies our hearts and he enlarges our hearts. And he makes our hearts something beautiful so that we want to dwell there with him. And so that's the fourth concept that we will also be exploring in these presentations is this abitare secum, this being able to live with myself because I accept myself for who I am before God and I let God purify my heart and enlarge my heart so that he can fashion me more and more into his image and likeness. Anthony, in closing this introduction to the series of reflections, conversations that we'll have, how would you have us prepare then? I think the, the most important thing uh, someone can do as they listen to the series, if they will make the sign of the cross, just recollect themselves to uh, begin to try to attend to what the Lord wants to speak to them. We cover a lot of material. This, these aren't scientific lectures where it's going to be tedious in terms of detail, and sometimes we hit a wide variety of areas, and some of it will speak to you and some of it won't. But if you're already listening to God it, with prayerfulness in your heart, the part that he wants for you to hear, the part that's going to help you with your life of prayer, that wisdom of that saint uh, will speak to you and maybe validate or, or deepen what you know the Lord is already saying in your heart. Uh, whatever that is, whatever the Lord has already begun to work in your heart, this is the most important thing of all. And all the saints in heaven, all of them are working together that that word in your heart might bear fruit. And this series is simply to try to facilitate that conversation with heaven. And so begin it with prayer, and then afterwards, maybe spend just a couple minutes in prayer too, thanking the Lord for any graces that you might receive. And if the Lord prompts you to action in your life, to change something in your life, please act on that. Because only when we are open to conversion, to real change, uh, do we know that we've really welcomed the word. And it strikes me too, Anthony, and just how beautifully you conveyed the teaching of St. Benedict on this, that as you begin to really enter into this 
this desire that God's placed in your heart to deepen your prayer, to walk with that particular saint. And until the next time is to spend time and listen and just ponder with Holy Father St. Benedict Mm -hmm. at your side as he is going to introduce us to many of his uh, spiritual children. Excellent. And I think the advice you're giving is is very good. I also hope to make available to the people who are listening to these recordings somehow a bibliography. And maybe Mm -hmm. we can work out a way to post this bibliography so that if you wanted to actually buy a work with the saints' writings in it, read along uh, after a lecture or before a lecture, uh, you would have the ability to do that. In closing, what would be the the one thing you would tell the student? Do not be afraid to open wide the door of your heart to Christ. Beautiful. Anthony, thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. You've been listening to Beginning to Pray with Dr. Anthony Lillis. To hear and or to download this episode along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com or download the free Discerning Hearts app located at the iTunes and Google Play app stores. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for Beginning to Pray with Dr. Anthony Lillis.